The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the last edition of Television Advertising Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we've been taking a long look at one of the largest and most powerful mediums of marketing, television advertising. Each day, we've published an episode that discusses what you need to know about the technology and strategies behind maximizing the impact of your TV ad campaigns. With us again today is Ronald Pruitt Jr., who's the managing partner at the Boston Associates, which is a consulting firm that advises equity firms and enterprises on how they can rapidly reshape and reposition existing businesses to realize their full potential. Outside of his role at the Boston Associates, Ronald has held multiple executive and advisory positions at a wide variety of TV advertising-related companies, including being the CEO of As Seen on TV, Inc., and a chief advisor to the Al Roker Entertainment Company. So far this week, we've discussed the general TV advertising landscape, how to develop television ad campaigns, evaluating television as a direct response channel, and how to integrate your products and services into television content. Today, we're going to talk about the future of advertising and OTT. Here's the last installment of TV Advertising Week with Ronald Pruitt Jr. from the Boston Associates. Ronald, welcome to the last day of TV Advertising Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thank you so much. It's been a week of discussions with you, and I just can't get enough. I love this topic. It's been flying by, and I appreciate you sticking with us. Today, we're going to talk about some future-looking topics, and specifically, I want to hear about your thoughts on the blend of what television has been and the direction it's going in the sense of becoming a more digital platform. How do you see television and OTT being integrated, and what's the impact that's going to have on television advertisers? Obviously, the television world is transforming in this crazy, revolutionary way right in front of our eyes. Netflix has driven a lot of this. The traditional networks are scrambling to figure out, like Disney and others, how do we actually ourselves go direct-to-consumer? Not only are direct-to-consumer brands trying to bypass middlemen and the historic sort of intermediaries and wholesalers, but now we ourselves are trying to do that. So that is driving tremendous change in things like OTT platforms, connected TV, addressable TV, platforms and channels that allow brands to get right into individuals' living rooms. And that's creating another ecosystem of media platforms, 
that are allowing agencies and even brands to do their own direct purchasing to get the kinds of audiences they want. So you'll hear names like DataZoo, MediaOcean, the Simul Media. I'm a big fan of that company. They have a new platform called DT2CX, this Tatari, Amobi, the whole new group of folks, some of whom have been added for years, have somewhat traditional digital backgrounds now, and they're trying to apply the advertising methodologies that they used on the web so successfully in many cases into the television world. So the idea is that over time, I'm going to buy television time the way I used to buy Google AdWords. And I will allow advertisers and marketers and all these new direct-to-consumer brands a chance to watch their spend, see what's effective, and then make real-time changes. So television is now becoming more digital and vice versa. So to me, tremendously exciting time if you're a marketer or if you're an advertiser, because there are so many new channels and ways of using them than there were before, in my opinion. I'm going to flip it around a little bit. I think life has to be hell if you're a media buyer focused on television, because now not only are you looking at buying media across the traditional television platforms, you have the cable networks and the national networks as well. But now you have to look at something like 300 OTT platforms where you're buying media across each one of the network's own streaming apps. And there just seems like there's a new streaming app popping up all of the time. How is this impacting the actual operations for the people that are working in television? It has to seem like things are becoming incredibly more complex. I actually think it's more difficult for the internal marketing or advertising operations of the uh, advertisers themselves. If you're a chief marketing officer today, not only are you worried about the competitive set around you, but you might be operating in two, three, maybe a hundred different countries where before you were just doing television and print, maybe radio. Now you have social media and all these other new platforms that you have to try to keep up with or hope that your agencies keep up with. So I don't necessarily think it's the television networks, which frankly, were all fairly quantitative anyway. The notion of television media buying was always around numbers and traditionally reach and frequency. What's changed is inventory. So if you're in the direct response business, you were always only given a little bit of the time anyway to buy. I think the average consumer in the U.S. today has over 200 channels, right? To your point, there's a proliferation of channels, but very little of that money went into direct response. And a lot of the new platforms don't really even have DR time yet. They're going that way, but they have what is considered more traditional advertising minutes. But I look at it this way. If you're a good marketer or advertiser, you're really a good investor. And you have to seek the ROIs. So there will always be, whether it's magazines or direct mail campaigns, there will always be lots of choices. Your job is to narrow it and place your bets on the big opportunities, but also test the new emerging one, whether it's Snapchat or some other new platform, not so new anymore, but TikTok, for instance, today might be the new emerging platform, where you have to allocate and test because who knows tomorrow, that might be your main channel. So I personally find it exciting because it really is investing. Smart marketers are good investors. And today's marketplace just allows you that many more assets to consider, in my opinion, too. 
Yeah, I think that a constant problem that marketers are facing these days is you have to manage multiple channels. You have to have a social media presence. You have to have content. You have to have some sort of an influencer network. And you get into television and radio and podcasts. And in television, there's 300 apps you could choose from. And all these developing channels, it's complex. It is. Even podcasts like yours. I love podcasts. And I listen to yours. There are a lot of others I don't. I would like to, but as you know, you have to allocate your time. And if you don't have the train commute or the flight, you might not get to every single one that you'd like to. And this is where choice and focus become critical. I also think it gets back to something that you sort of come around and be increasingly needed again. And that is great creative. Because when everything else is commoditized or there's this proliferation of channels, the good podcaster or the good interviewer, the great guest, makeup, the creativity of what you're trying to propose to the consumer, well, I think give you the outsized returns as we go. So I do think there's going to be a sort of a reflexive boom again in the creative arts because that will drive a lot of success in the future with all these new channels. Yeah, I think as we think about the changes in the TV landscape, as OTT becomes more of a factor you're going to end up with multiple different apps instead of channels to be buying your media against. So you have to evaluate what all of those relationships looks like separately. Your creative might stay the same. It's just multiple relationships that you're going to have to manage. And one of the other things that's happening is you're going to be able to get an incredible amount more data and more direct response and more digital marketing type data. Instead of just looking at time of ad was flighted, you're actually going to be able to pixel A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. and retarget the people that are running your ads. Do you see OTT ads being more effective as the technology is developed? Or do you think that it's all the same and it's just a different way to get to the same ad on the same box? I think ultimately they all blend as being similar. But 
you have different age demographics. So you can't overlook the fact that an older demo is still looking at the major networks. You have a younger demo who is viewing on various OTT platforms and different types of shows or the shows themselves are being created in formats that cater to that audience or a lot of startups now, particularly in the old Hollywood set, which are being developed just to provide really short form creative for that viewing audience. So I think it will really depend as this evolves and it's going to become increasingly quantitative because the tension span is shorter. And I have a general thesis that because of that and the proliferation of these channels that I just mentioned, many businesses now are in the hits business. You need to have a hit. You have to stand out and you have to be bold in your action to get the mind share and the purchases. And that's why I think social media really has probably driven a lot of this to celebrities like the Kardashians, where you're given a brief moment of time, you have to be bold and seize it, and then decide to refine your marketing. That's what I've been seeing happening increasingly. I think that's one of the big takeaways as I think about television advertising in general. There are very few mediums where you get a full 30 to 60 seconds, maybe even 120 if you're lucky, where you have somebody's attention. Sure, a lot of the ads are being skipped and they're being consumed on demand. But the difference between a Facebook ad where you're getting a, a split second to get your advertising across as somebody is scrolling through a feed, as opposed to when somebody is passively consuming content they'll stick with you for 30 seconds. And that's, to me, one of the biggest takeaways from thinking about television advertising for this week is that the medium is impactful because you can get a longer format message across. I think that's very, very true. A lot of marketers I deal with will talk about storytelling and the customer journey. And I must say, I always use those terms with some trepidation because I'm not sure that a customer wants to go through a journey or necessarily want a story told. But as time now is becoming more compacted, you have to very quickly get the viewer or the consumer from A to B. Unlike any other time where they might have been able to leap through your catalog or was a walk through the mall into your store, et cetera, et cetera, it's very, very compact. A lot of sales now, particularly e-commerce, which is between anywhere from 17 up to 20% of retail sales, sort of growing worldwide is done on a mobile phone. And you have uh, platforms from China like Alibaba and DHgate and Rakuten from Japan that are also providing more uh, services to consumers worldwide. So how do you stand out? Where do you stand out? And how does that shape your business model in your organization? I think are the real struggles, but also opportunities for businesses today. I personally find it very exciting. But TV is still a major driver of all the channels. And I think that's why it's just a critical component in the makeup of every marketer's toolbox. I'm mixing all these metaphors, but I think television is something that you just can't overlook and it's coming back as being mainstream. So as you think about the proliferation of mobile devices, do you think that that has an impact on people's television viewing behaviors? How are people watching more content on their phones than they are on the TVs? And does that make the viewing experience different for the consumer and for the marketer? Oh, I think it definitely does. I try to break down marketing of television on the web as the active versus passive. So television is very often passive. You can watch home shopping for the entertainment value, but only a small fraction actually take an action and buy or one would watch a football game. And it's relaxing. As things move to a mobile platform, 
you have to make sure it's responsive, obviously, to your audience. And that brings in a whole set of other considerations as to what platform you're using, whether it's Shopify or Wix or WordPress. So I think it adds a complexity and also the type of content that will be consumed. So the trick increasingly on mobile is how do you combine the content with commerce? And I do think if you're really looking to sell stuff, companies with that commerce culture have a leg up because they instinctively think about behavior online and they have a better understanding generally of what content drives the targeted behavior. So that's why I've been long for a long time on an Amazon versus other traditional networks that now want to get into the commerce business. I think there are a lot of red flags there and you'll see that as mobile evolves as well. To use a literary metaphor, it's a brave new world when it comes to television. And the landscape is changing, not only from how consumers are watching television, where they're watching it, the data that we're able to collect is changing from a marketing perspective. On the fundamental level, also, the idea that you can reach a mass audience using television and sight, sound, and motion being an effective way to sell a product, that hasn't changed. Ronald, any last words as we wrap up TV Advertising Week for the MarTech Podcast? You just remind me of something that I do say a lot, and I think it's true, and I think it will increase as we go. And that is mass markets are the marketer's dream. And as we've all been very focused around specific segments, specific niches, mass markets have been overlooked, believe it or not. And I think television helps bring back that whole notion And I think it will continue to expand for that reason. So increasingly, marketers and advertisers will also start to think about mass market opportunities. Well, Ronald, I appreciate the context. I appreciate the advice. Thank you for walking us through how television advertising works and some of your strategies. Thanks for being my guest on the MarTech Podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. And that wraps up TV Advertising Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Ronald Pruitt Jr. for joining us. If you'd like more of Ronald's tips for building an effective TV advertising strategy, you can get in touch with him by clicking the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his Twitter handle is Ronald C. Pruitt Jr., R-O-N-A-L-D-C-P-R-U-E-T-T-J-R. Or you could visit his company's website, which is bostonassociates.com. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes. We have contact information for our guests. We also have a form where you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com slash question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. If you want to contact me over social media, my handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us on Monday morning. All right, that's it for today. And that's it for TV Advertising Week. Thanks for listening. And until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast.
and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.